0: Hi, you've just downloaded or otherwise accessed a podcast of Cross Point Church and the teaching ministry presented through our weekly Sunday morning worship. Feel free to burn a copy of this file when you're finished and pass it along to a friend you think might also benefit from the teaching. We hope you enjoy the message today, and thanks again for taking the time to visit. A lot comes at us at time, doesn't it? 572 showings of a Christmas vacation in Polar Express. I think I saw three channels that it was on last night at the same time and 5000 every kiss begins with gay commercials um, those those are designed <clears throat> those ads are designed to to get our attention because they're placed in those heavily watched movies of course designed to get us, uh, us get us get our attention and and not really guilt us but sway us into feeling inferior if we're not given the perfect gift for christmas if we've not made the perfect purchase and wrapped it up in the perfect way and presented it in in the perfect fashion and somehow in all the hubbub of that i wonder if hope gets lost in fact i wonder if hope is lost by uh, well, before Thanksgiving, if hope is lost for many of us. By Halloween, I wonder if hope is lost. I wonder if if the anxiety that builds, and it does in many of us, the anxiety that builds around Thanksgiving and Christmas, whether it's family members that we don't get along with so well, or whether it's the pressure of, of Christmas and having to, to be the, the the perfect gift giver or the perfect party giver or, or whatever it may be, I wonder if... <clears throat> In, in that pressure, if this little hot chocolate video or if, if Chevy Chase is not a, an easy outlet for us to think, there's got to be more than just this, right? And there is. It's about a person, person of hope, and his name is Jesus. Turn, if you will, to Romans chapter 15. I want us to see this fact that hope comes among the midst of all the things that come our way, and we're bombarded with in this Christmas season, we shouldn't lose sight of the most important thing, and that is the hope of Christ. Romans chapter 15, verses 1 through 4, and we'll drop down and look at verses 12 and 13. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not please ourselves. We should all please our neighbors for their good to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now drop down to verse 12. And again, Isaiah says, "The root of Jesse will spring up, one who will arise to rule over the nations. In him, the Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope fill you with all the joy and peace uh, as you trust him. In so, as you trust him in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit." Now, four things today I want us to glean from this text about the fact that, of how, in what ways, hope comes to us. Is this hope comes to move us beyond failure, number one. Hope comes to move us beyond failure. Look at verse 1. He says, We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not please ourselves. Ought to bear with the failings of the weak. Why is it so hard to see beyond our, our failures? Why is it so hard for many of us to see beyond divorce, beyond addiction, beyond job loss? I would submit to you because it's because we're weak ourselves. We, we, we express and live in this in, in this state of weakness oftentimes wondering what to do after after failure after those situations encounter us notice here that we see beyond those things he says here out of strength uh, we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak so it, it is strength that allows us to to see beyond those kinds of things to see recovery in divorce to look at addiction and see healing to see victory in a place of loss uh, but Ten years ago, almost 11 now, <clears throat> Cross Point began. And in that beginning, some, perhaps even some in this room, saw obstacles. And believe me, as, as a church planter myself, having planted several churches, <clears throat> there were plenty of obstacles, all kinds of obstacles, in getting a new church off the ground. Some saw obstacles, but others saw hope, others saw potential. Others saw possibilities. How is that possible? Well, verse 1 tells us from a place of selflessness. We can't focus on ourselves and meet the needs of others at the same time. Can't focus on our own wants and their needs. It's never convenient to plant a church. It's never convenient to express hope in the midst of commercialization at Christmas. Those kinds of things are never convenient, but they're always necessary. Why? Because we're called to be people of hope. We're called to be those who live out the hope of Jesus in us. Second thing is this, not only does hope come to move, move us beyond failure, but hope comes to encourage. Look at verse two. comes to encourage. We should all please our neighbors for their good to watch this, build them up, for their good, to build them up. Last week we talked about dying things have an odor and living things have a fragrance. We talked about uh, whether after conversations with us, people leaving conversations, whether they are exhausted, or whether they are encouraged. I wonder how that how that's found, its, found its way into your life and how you, how you assessed yourself. When we're constantly in environments of negativity and cynicism, it's hard to move beyond the negativity and move beyond the cynicism. In fact, many of us tend to absorb those same traits and those same characteristics about the environment that we find ourselves in. Here, though, hope builds up the negative. Hope encourages the cynic. How, how does that happen? Well, you remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about suffering and how the suffering in and of itself produces perseverance, how perseverance produces character, and how character produces hope. So this, this method, this, this equation that God gives us in, in, or gave us in Romans 5 is how we move through that. Most encouragers, though, I've noticed this to be true, most encouragers have scars, and they encourage because of what, they, what they've been through. They're able to encourage because they've been through some hard places and and have come through to the other side and and found the solution to say God will bring me through and he can do the same thing with you he brought me through and he can he can have the same effect in your life they've seen and endured some suffering come out on the other side stronger and full of hope and can be an encourager consequently Uh, and they themselves and the encouragement they bring brings to others more fragrance than odor Brings a, a greater pleasure, more encouragement than exhaustion in conversations with Him. We're called to be encouragers. Thirdly, hope comes not only to move us beyond failure and to encourage us, but hope comes to reveal the Word. It comes to reveal the Word. Look at verse 4. He says, therefore, everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the Scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. Through the endurance taught in the Scriptures, we might have hope. This book is the greatest source of hope that there is on planet Earth. The the greatest source the world has ever known as well. Why? Because it tells a story of redemption, a story of restoration, a story of destiny here, a story of destination there. It it encourages, it builds up, it teaches us. It is, in in essence, a book not only of God and of his son, but a book of hope. Without the truth of the scriptures, we're hopeless. Look at or to, uh, listen, to, if you will, to Psalm 119, verses 9 to 11. It says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have, Watch this. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. The, the key is holding your scripture true to, true to our hearts, in our hearts, and living living actively out of the growth of it. As we hold high the scriptures we're not only valuing truth over a lie we're valuing hope over despair as we lift up His book and, and find ourselves in it and, and living it out in despair people do desperate things our enemy tells them that it's hopeless when this book says there is hope uh, not in something but in someone in this idea of Emmanuel and this idea of God coming to be not only with us but in us so hope comes to reveal the word finally Hope not only moves us beyond failure, comes to encourage, comes to, te- to reveal the word, but hope comes to each of us. It comes to each of us. Look at verse 12 and 13. Again Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will spring up, one who will rise to rule over the nations. In him the Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope fill you with all the joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. May the God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace, he says. He's saying here that hope doesn't come from what's under the tree. In fact, hope really doesn't even come from who's around the table. It comes from the person of Jesus. Because apart from him, who's around the table or who's around under the, what's under, under the tree is meaningless. That hope comes in, a, in, a, in the person of Jesus himself. That peace doesn't come when all the bills are paid, when terrorism stops, when COVID is vanquished, when tornadoes are no longer threaten the lives of the innocent, when church shootings are, are no longer a thing, that's not when peace shows up. Peace shows up when Jesus shows up. It is he, he Himself is the Prince of Peace. In a world that's filled with brokenness, how do we live there and visit hope and peace and joy at Christmas time, instead of living in, in a state of hope, in a state of joy, in a state of peace? We do that by the power of the Holy Spirit as he says here in this verse. By the power of the Holy Spirit in, this, in, the, in that same Holy Spirit we can overflow with hope. The hope that is in you. And it's there this morning and I'm going to submit to you it wants, it, it's, it's wanting to find its way out. Will you let it? It's in each of us. Well, to wrap up as you look at our scene today as you look at the, the state of our nation we are extremely divided. No doubt. But I believe there's hope for America. Not only hope for America, there's hope for our city. There's hope for you and me. But hear me. It's not in a program. It's not in a policy. It's not in a politician. That hope is in the person of Jesus. There's hope for our our city. There's hope for America. His word teaches that. I wonder, though, if our lives are reflecting it. teaches us to have hope and live in hope and be people of hope but i wonder if our lives were telling that same story of hope uh, that we read today in the scripture Hannah gave us this book the other day it was a devotional book uh, having to do with the christmas season and as i turned it open was reading through it the other day i saw the devotion for december 19th today and here are some excerpts from it i want you to hear Because we're made in God's image, we are hardwired for hope. You and I are always putting hope in something. If you listen, you'll realize that we communicate with the language of hope all the time. Here are some examples. I sure hope it doesn't rain today. I hope she isn't still mad at me. I hope I can do what I promised. I hope they win the championship. I hope they can get along for once. I hope this sickness isn't something serious. I hope when I get home, there'll be something to eat. I hope I can do something worthwhile with my life. I hope what I have believed proves to be true. I'm persuaded that the language of hope is on our lips so much because we live in a world where hope seems temporary or is often dashed. In our work, in our families, as citizens, in our own personal lives, we all deal with so much broken hope. It's not unusual for the thing in which we willingly placed our hope to fail us. In fact, we get to the place where we're afraid to hope anymore because we're sure we'll be disappointed once again. But we can't stop hoping because God created our lives to be propelled and directed by hope. And he meant for our capacity for hope to drive us to him. Here's the best way to say it. The Christmas story reminds us that hope will never be found if you look horizontally. True hope is only found when you look for it vertically. It's not enough to say that God gives us hope what the Christmas story declares to us is that God is hope. The Christmas story confronts us with our inability because if we had any ability whatsoever to save ourselves from sin, the birth of Jesus would not have been necessary. The Christmas story reminds us that hopelessness is is our only doorway to true and eternal hope. That it's only when you give up on you, you seek and celebrate what God in holy love offers you in the person and work of his son. The Lord Jesus. It's true that hope isn't a thing. It's a person. And his name is Emmanuel. Let's pray. Father, today, you have been Emmanuel in this place. You've come down to be with us and in us, in this room, in our hearts. You've, you've come to be the focus and attention of our worship. You've come to be the communicator of your word. So today, would we follow after join in with, lock arms with Emmanuel, God with us God in us we're grateful today for the hope that is found in Jesus and we're grateful today that that living hope is in each of us that know you as our Savior with today we be challenged and encouraged by your word to walk out of this place and leave this place with greater hope than when we walked in, walk out of this place and walk into a job tomorrow with greater hope and when we left it on Friday. Why? Because hope is in us. It takes up residence in us in the form of the Holy Spirit to live and walk and work through us to come out of the cracks of our conversation, to be revealed in our attitudes, in our, in our mannerisms, in our work, through our relationships. Do those things in us and through us such that those around us who, who are really in despair, who have no hope, can find him in the hope that lives within us in the Lord Jesus. And then give us the courage to tell not, on, not just the Christmas story, but our story. The story of how we prayed to receive Jesus and how that hope came to take up residence in us, to live in us, and to be offered to them. Live that through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to today's message from Cross Point Church. Helping people navigate the journey toward an authentic, biblical, and contagious walk with Christ.